Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. everyone. It's August 8th and the first week of the month has flown on by. It's gently raining on a very hot, humid and overcast day. You know, it's been really hazy recently and there's not, there's been sun, but it's not been bright, clear sun like you would expect in August because the smoke from the West Coast fires, it's still rolling in. So hopefully the last few days of all the rain might help push that beyond and we can enjoy the last few weeks of summer. Yes, we do have a touch of the autumnal color coming on the trees and the burning bushes are turning red and the the notice is here. You better enjoy and do all of those things you wanted to do over the next couple of months because outside work and projects where you need open windows and stable temperatures are rapidly coming to an end. And my garden is in its heyday still. It's still blooming and it smells so good and I can't figure out which flower is making that smell. Maybe the phlox. Maybe it's these perennial sunflower pom-pom looking things. I have no idea. In fact, some people have asked me what they are. And I'm like, I, I've been told they're a faux perennial sunflower. They kind of look like a dahlia, but I don't think so. They grew very tall this year, which is what they're supposed to do because they have a lot more sun. Five to six feet tall. They're yellow and all oh, my coreopsis is blooming. They're yellow. I have a lot of yellow in the garden right now with the white from the flocks and the blue from the salvia is still blooming. And there's a lot of insects and other wildlife. I, I'm pretty excited. So I've been sitting out in my little, um, it's a metal chair. It's a really old um lawn furniture. It's not Adirondack style, but it still has a little bit of movement to the seat. And it was um, grandpa's favorite outdoor chair. So I have two of them with a little footstool. So I'm enjoying sitting out after work when it's not too hot and just relaxing. So what have you been up to recently? I have been plugging away at my 90 day UFO challenge. And I feel like um, as much as I feel like I wasn't inspired to work on the projects, I really have decided to dig in on the kinship. I have 10 blocks to sew. And I did a, a YouTube video yesterday. If you want to see the blocks, I have sorted them into two different groups. One group is bright colors with pink and bold 
teals and reds and yellows. And the next group, the other 50, is a more subtle peach and pink and a light teal with a few other extra colors. Now I'm playing around with the different types of settings and layouts. There's a couple in the book, but I didn't plan my color placement very well for the kitchen sink or the plaid or any of the other settings she had. But the great news is that Gnome Angel wrote this pattern and it's 100 days, 100 blocks is the challenge going on right now on Instagram and Facebook with her. Um, she does this every summer. And I'll have to say that there are a lot of people who have finished theirs with a couple of different ideas. So I put some different arrangements on my design wall in this YouTube video. But it is called What Have I Done? <laughs> because it is so chaotic. It was such a mess when I tried the kitchen sink version. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is horrible. I... Each block on its own, the the scrappiness is fine. But when you put in all of these small blocks and 100 of them or even 50 of them thrown up on a design wall, it was chaos. So I've decided I'm going to do some sashing, probably in white. Um, there's a couple of different ideas. So let me know what you think. If you watch the video, um, let me know which one or maybe you have done this kinship sampler and have some suggestions. I've had a couple of really good suggestions on possible layouts and I'm going to keep playing around with the blocks because I've only got 10 left to sew and then I will be able to finalize what type of fabric I want to use for the sashing and maybe spacer blocks and the backing. The other projects for the UFO challenge, I'm just you know, reminding you, I'm, I'm not working on them right now. One is a 10 year old quilt top that I just need to throw in the dryer and dust it off really good and finish pulling some papers off and long arm it. And the other one is the Irish chain with that beautiful dragonfly fabric. And I realized why I kind of stalled out on that is that that fabric was given to me by my very good quilting friend who passed away and it reminds me of her and I love that and I love the all of the fabrics in this as like a memorial quilt because it came from her stash but it also I needed a break sometimes you just do need a break on these projects that are memory quilts so I'm going to pick that back up and I'm going to finish doing that quilt in this UFO challenge so I haven't found any more UFOs. Yay! I feel like <laughs> I was just shocked when I found that quilt top. It's it's 10 years old. I mean, seriously. I have been doing some long arming too. So I finished a really adorable Christmas quilt and I did an Instagram reels. Now, what is great about this quilt is that it's a panel. It's a sparkly Christmas panel and the quilter did a great job putting borders on it that made it just sing and I have a lot of panels for holidays and for some different I just liked them and I wanted to use them to practice long arming and her um, setting was really good it had 
couple skinny strips and a checkerboard pattern, but it didn't look like country checkerboard because of the fabrics that she picked that were real sparkly. And I thought, hmm, that's an idea for a couple of the panels that I have. And a really nice wide border that co coordinated with the, the beautiful Christmas tree panel. And I had a copper colored thread and I did some custom work on it. And so it's motivating. Holidays are going to be here before we know it. And I really am excited about the fall holidays because Michael's has inspired me to look for um, a crescent wreath, a moon shape one. And then on TikTok, I saw this beautiful um, entry greeting wreath that's put on like a round door and it looks like a hobbit door. Oh my gosh. I have saved, she even did a little quick tutorial how to do it. I've saved everything I can find about both of these projects because I totally want to do that. I thought it would look great in the entryway for all year round for the hobbit door and the crescent moon would be fun for fall and Halloween. So I'm pretty excited about making a couple of wreaths. Um, I haven't had wreaths in a long time. And it's like the last couple of years I've been working on a, a few. And I'm thinking, man, this is like come back. But then they're not the wreaths we made in the 80s and 90s, right? They're over the top or they're lit or they have all kinds of really cool things than more than just a grapevine wreath with a couple flowers glued on it. So I am very excited about working, working on my Hobbit door wreath and then the crescent moon one for Halloween. So I did buy some Halloween fabric. I wasn't sure how big the pumpkins were on my little pumpkin fabric because I was like, well, it might be okay for um, fussy cutting, maybe English paper pieces, piecing and some of the pumpkins are but I have a better idea to make something cool I saw a mystery quilt that Pat Sloan and the Fat Quarter Shop are doing called Bats and Booze it looks like it's a free four-ish week quilt along so I'm printing off the pattern and then once I get all of the piecing done on this kinship and get really deep into the piecing on on that dragonfly quilt then I will give myself permission of the, the luxury of using this beautiful fabric now I bought it from Angel's um, shop called Halo Inspirations and they're one yard cuts that you can buy and I thought oh they're super cute I love it so one is a black polka dot and the other is a real fun more contemporary pumpkin and each pumpkin has a different almost zentangle like um, pattern on it and some are orange and black and some are white and black and I just love it so the first free block the reveal was a bat for the bats and boo and I'm really excited about getting that done I'll probably start it at the end of September don't really care if the quilt is like completely finished by Halloween but I, I really do enjoy working on a holiday quilt during the holiday time and then over the winter is when I usually long arm all my tops so I'm really excited about that 
the other things that I have been working on is just trying to get a little bit of organization in this house. I rearranged the home office in case something happens where I need to work from home. I don't expect that we'll be working from home again, but I moved the card table and folding chair into my little craft room. I have been paring down the stash of my friend that I talked about um, with that dragonfly um, Irish chain quilt, and I've kept a couple of totes. I still have a few totes too many in this room, but we're, we're getting there, and I'm coming up with a better storage system. Since we've been going to Costco, my enclosed front porch has definitely become the overflow storage area for non-perishable goods. So I think I'm going to go back to converting that to a storage space. Um, it's really not usable living space and I have it set up. There's a couch out there, but no one can sit on it. I have quilts on it. And I'm going to move some of these totes out there and cover them over so that they don't get bleached out in the sun. But this room will be more of this little creative office space. I'm sitting in here doing my podcast now. I have my tool bench and my two Ikea Calyx systems with my ironing board and design wall. And I think it will just, it's just going to be a little at a time. I get tired and lifting all of these boxes is heavy work and it's hot for that. But I want to hurry up and do it before it gets too cold to be taking things out on that porch. But I have several months. So I'm slowly trying to reconfigure this and actually consolidate down the totes because I think a bunch of them are half full and I'll be able to keep what I want and and keep them in a smaller storage system. And then I have, you know, my cricket things, which is in a small little oh, they're probably from Walmart, you know, the plastic um, systems that have drawers that pull out and I have my papers and my vinyl and things like that in there. So I'm pretty excited that I think I have a vision for this room and it's not going to be such a pandemonium mess as it has been for the last year and a half or so. And I'll be honest, it's always going to be a little messy. I am a little bit more of a um, not as organized as some people. And I'll have to say, I really do like the clutter bug systems because I, I, part of my video yesterday was all of these boxes with fabrics in them. I like to have them in bins, but their lids are on them. And then I start mixing them up and I put boxes inside of boxes and that's how I lose things. So I'm trying to, you know, pare this down to what's reasonable, what I'm really going to use. I've donated and given away um, to friends and family, lots of things. But I just need to do a little bit more <laughs> of the organizing and just slowly keep digging into the archives to make this space more usable because it's not a huge space. This room is very tiny, but I want it to be cleverly laid out so that I can use it and not just have it a place to rummage through totes and get frustrated because I can't find the blocks. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I lost half of my kinship blocks. Remember I told you I sorted them? So when I got back from vacation, I threw half in an empty shoebox, you know, tote, you know, the plastic stir light thing. And I dumped a bunch of papers and a pattern and 
things I'd worked on on top of the blocks and I couldn't see them and I spent a long time looking for them and I'm I'm tired of spending lots of time looking for things. That's why UFOs bug me because I lose parts and you lose fabric and even if you keep it all together you can lose the whole thing for a while. You know, I just don't like that. It just gets annoying. It gets super super annoying. And I think the, I like having lots of things, you know, I like that clutter core aesthetic, but you can have too much and too much can weigh heavily on your mind. So I need to balance things between uh, clutter core and minimalism somewhere in the middle. And I always see these things that I want to keep making and, you know, so I need to purge all the old and worn out things too or upcycle them, you know, because, you know, you just get to have too many things. I may have to set up a rack like um, some of my family has uh, when they have all their holiday stuff in a storage room in their basement, a rack of all the things for each holiday. Now, I'm not that um, into holidays, but I'm kind of getting that way. I think it, I have more time and we have abundance of materials now compared to what it was many years ago. So I like making things and picking up a few holiday things here and there on clearance at the store. And now Michael's has made it really easy to shop on their app. And oh my gosh, you know, you know the drill. If you're a creative person, you can just have so much stuff trying to restrain myself. And I think some of this is coming from Let's just talk about it here. The end of summer and we're already having, you know, some of our counties around me have a lot of the Delta variant and they're um, looking at some of the public places or adjusting how they're doing things. So it was a short lived time of um, not having to think about the pandemic as much. I mean, we still were social distancing and I was being careful where I was going, but I did travel. I've seen people and now we're kind of looking at, you know, do we have to adjust our life again? And so I think that's where I'm like, okay, I just need to not get too crazy of trying to oh, fill my time with too many things that I'm starting and not finishing. And I think that's how I coped with it last year during lockdown. They're not talking about any lockdowns right now, but I think in the back of everybody's mind, it's there. And I've heard panic buying is starting up again. I've already got way too much stuff just because we discovered Costco. And we're at that first level of Costco of buying too much stuff. <laughs> and it's not panic buying. It's like, whoa, this is a great price. I need to figure out how to store this uh, 30 rolls of toilet paper and 20 rolls of paper towel that I just bought and uh, all the things. So... I think that's in the back of everybody's mind is the, the pandemic fatigue is rearing its ugly head again. And so I'm trying to f organize things so that I have my projects here and that I will keep myself busy and not start a million things. But this fall, I'm going all in. I'm getting all I have a lot of things that I've made over the last couple years, but I plan on making uh, some more things. If I can find that Hobbit door um, a thin, lightweight wood circle. I don't want one of the real heavy ones at Home Depot that I've seen. But, you know, I may come up with another option and paint it or do something. You know, I, 
I haven't got that far. <laughs> so other than those things, I've been just recuperating from being back from my vacation. The second week, I'm starting to feel like I'm back into the rhythm of things. And I am getting into the rhythm of long arming in the morning and setting up my really good routine. Long arming in the morning, doing a little bit of something at lunchtime, whether it's sewing or long arming. And then at some point during the day, during a break or a quiet time in the afternoon, I'm doing some journaling and working with my Silk and Sonder planner. Then I've got the evening several days a week I'm trying to get up to four or five days a week of exercising right after work and then in the evening I have my handwork project so currently my handwork project is I'm using up the last of that cotton yarn I think I have two more grandma's um, favorite dishcloths that I'm I'm going to make and then I'm going to switch over to the fall I usually do um, yarn you know things like crocheting shawls I like doing that I have a great pattern and I'm going to get that out. My loom knitting, I'm going to get that out again too when the fall comes. And I still have, you know, when my fingers are feeling good and not sore, I've been kind of sore the last little bit of doing my hexagons. Maybe I did too many hexagons and now they're a little sore. I don't know. But I'm just sewing together random hexagon flowers. Some of them are holiday fabric. Some of them are just leftover fabrics that make a hexagon and then I'm going to just throw them all in a bin and at some point have a big bin of hexagons to pick what I want to do. Maybe I want to make a holiday banner. Maybe I want to make a quilt. Maybe there'll be enough of one theme to do something with. They look great on tote bags and things like that too. So I'm just going to keep making them and throwing them in a bin. Kind of like I did with those crocheted granny squares. And then eventually I made purses and it took me a few years to get them done. It's nice to have a couple fidget projects. And then you can throw those squares or the grandma's flower gardens of your hexagons into a bin. And then make a big project maybe a year or so down the road. You know... Sometimes it's better to plan ahead, but you know, I'm so spontaneous. I want to use up the things I have and then you can start gathering ideas for a project. Um, I think I operate better that way. Maybe I should try planning more, but I doubt I ever will. And I'm not, I used to feel like I had to apologize for that. So let's get into process talk a little bit. It used to feel like I had to apologize for it because I didn't have a full plan or a pattern or an idea fully, fully formed in my mind. And that's just not how my creative process works. I don't know about you, but I usually start with a little spark of an idea. And this is including most of my quilts. I don't always follow a pattern and maybe that's why I'm struggling with the Dear Jane quilt um, because I can't get it to come out exactly the right size. The pattern isn't printing the exact right size. And I realize they round up and round down and some of my blocks are um, a quarter to a half inch off. So I like doing more things that I'm inspired to make where I've learned how to put things together. I've done quilting and, and sewing quilts enough where I can come up with a general idea of like, I want to use these colors. And let's see, when I 
make this block how is this looking and then start going along with um, well maybe I want to make stars or how much fabric do I have is this enough for a full-size quilt or is this a table runner and then as I start working with the material I start having a better idea of what I want to do and then I usually do a lot of thinking about it and then um, I'll have a plan. It usually comes at the 40% of the project being done part where I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how I'm going to put it together. Um, I love these blocks. This is how the layout's going to go. Maybe I need to remake a couple of them and then finish. I do that with a lot of things, um, even my Cricut projects and my watercolors. And I have to say that... I just work that way. It works best for me that way versus having a fully formed idea. And now sometimes I will have something from the electric quilter that I've been playing around with, but that's not my favorite way. And it, I feel kind of creatively stifled when I have to come up with a full plan first and then do the quilt from a pattern that I've written or a pattern that I'm following and I think that's why kinship I stalled out too because I thought I'm going to follow this pattern 100% the way it's supposed to be in this book and help um, do this 100 days 100 blocks you know like the rules are and uh, it didn't work for me and uh, now I'm I'm confident enough that it's uh, giving myself permission to say it's okay to do it that way and not apologize for it. My way of making things and being a little more um, organic about creating it may not work for you. But that doesn't mean I can't make a quote from a pattern, especially if it's for a specific project or a group project or a challenge. Um, it's just how it works for me. So a couple things that are coming up that I have to really start buckling down and put the finishing touches on um, is some workshops and lectures. I have one in October. So I have the quilt that I, I made the pattern for and I did organically come up with it. Now I'm going to teach it from the pattern so other people can learn about it and then maybe they can adjust and make it differently to make it their own you know in the future with different colors and maybe shapes or sizes of the blocks but I've, I'm really excited about doing some of my lectures and a couple of these classes so I just wanted to bring it here is that um, zoom is probably the way most people are going to be doing their quilt lectures in the future um, especially this winter and if I have a couple of openings. Your Quilt Guild needs a Zoom teacher to do a, like a trunk show or a talk or a theme. I have a few that are all planned out already. Um, let me know. You can go to mycreativecorner3.com and there is a space um, where you can read about the show, you know, the different classes and the, and the, the cost and how to get a hold of me. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, I still work full-time, so um, traveling a long ways it takes a lot of planning. I do have one in the spring that's going to I have to take time off of work, and I'm very excited about that. But I think Zoom um, is definitely going to be 
my primary way of doing long distance um, trunk shows, lectures, teaching. So I'm excited. And I also want to encourage everybody to share the podcast with other people. I'm really uh, decided to share that. I'd like to see this grow. I see this community grow a little bit. And the only way that's going to happen is if you, the listener, share it with people who like to hear about quilting and crafting and creativity and a little bit about life in a northern town. Um, my YouTube channel, I really like to hit a thousand subscribers in the next year. I'm at, I'm under 400 right now. I really don't know how many um, people subscribe to the podcast, but I know how many downloads I get. And I would love to get more. I'd like to get about 40% more downloads. And the only way that's going to happen is if people keep sharing and sharing how to listen to podcasts. It just floors me how many people don't know where to find podcasts or how to listen to them. And I've tried to make it easy by having it all on my website so that people could just subscribe to the website also. And you could see the YouTube or podcasts. Um, we're going more on the reels on Instagram versus pictures. Um, I'm getting the hang of that. But um, I'm still going to do a lot of photo posts and slower, slow reading posts for for Instagram as well as my blog. So I'm kind of sharing some of my vision for what I would like to do with the podcast as well as my YouTube channel. And I just think that the the best way to support the podcast besides, I mean, if you want to, you certainly can buy me a virtual cup of coffee through Kofi, but sharing with your guild. Um, how do you listen to a podcast? Oh, I know a couple of people who do quilting podcasts and here are, here they are. This is how you can find them. Um, that would be such a, a joy to see this community grow and feel free to leave a comment on the show notes let me know what you're um, thinking about. Do you have any tips about my kinship layout? Um, are you doing any fall projects? Have you looked at the um, Bat Quarter Shop and Pat Sloan is help promoting this Bats and Booze free quilt along? Maybe you're not into Halloween, but I am this year. It's going to be so exciting. Um, I've done so much Christmas stuff, but I'm like loving this fall stuff. We have a long extended fall before the snow gets here. And so I enjoy having that. Um, anyway, I'm going to wrap it up here. It's been a kind of a slow living last week or so around here. But I am knocking out some of these UFOs. And I think I'm going to get them done within my 90 day challenge. And I have always, always have other things planned in the future. And I love talking about it and sharing it with you. So thank you so much. And I appreciate you listening and commenting and letting me know all of the things that you're working on too. Have a most wonderful week and quilt on everyone. <laughs>